On this week's episode, Ferrari are back, what's happened to McLaren and where the hell has Haas come from, plus answering all of your questions, all on this week's episode of the Eurotrips Formula One podcast. Yes, yes, hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the Eurotrips Formula One podcast. I'm your host Ryan and as ever I'm joined by my co-host Drew. I hope all is well, mate. Yep, very well, thank you. If any, if, if anyone wonders why Drew might sound a little bit groggy, he's had his booster jab yesterday, so <laughs> I think it done him in a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, but um, I'm sure it'll be all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Well, first up today, we'll be recapping what happened in round one at Bahrain. It was a race week in which, as lights out grew closer and closer, more and more people expected Ferrari to do the business, and they did exactly that with Charles Leclerc winning at just his third race in Formula One with teammate Carlos Sainz completing the Ferrari 1-2. After Max Verstappen, he had to retire the car after he started to lose power and had fuel issues as well. His teammate Sergio Perez then suffered a similar fate a bit later on in the race, meaning neither Red Bull finished. This meant Lewis Hamilton filled the last podium spot after a disappointing start to the season for Mercedes. The weekend's big winners were ultimately Ferrari, Haas and Alfa Romeo with Kevin Magnussen returning to Formula One. Haas managed to score a hugely impressive fifth place finish with Mick Schumacher just missing out on the points. He came 11th. But Alfa Romeo though, wow, where have they come from? Valtteri Bottas managed an equally impressive sixth place finish with rookie Zhao Guanzhou scoring a point in just his first race in Formula One. Just amazing stuff and brilliant result for Alfa Romeo who have obviously been the second to third slowest car over the last couple of seasons. But ultimately, it was a disappointing weekend for the likes of Mercedes, Red Bull, Aston Martin and McLaren, especially with both Danny Rick and Lando Norris finishing 14th and 15th, respectively. Not the start that either of those would have wanted. But first up, I want to get Drew's thoughts on the Ferraris 1-2 and if he thinks that they are genuine title challenges this season. So, yeah, um, as we were saying from last week, uh, we all thought Ferrari was uh, was the team that are going to dominate this season. Uh, Ryan, you predicted that Leclerc was going to win, so you obviously got that right. Um, it was great to see him actually up there uh, and signs challenging Red Bull. Obviously, I know they had their issues. Uh, that couldn't have been helped. Um, and obviously, as a Verstappen fan, I'm gutted that he, he went out and Perez Um but it was great to see Ferrari up there. Um, they deserved the one-two. Uh, the car is just in such a good place. And it seems like it's miles ahead of every other car at the moment. Um, you know, Red Bull saying about their issues um, with the fuel pump in particular. And they reckon it's going to be a quick fix for Jeddah. I don't know how true that's going to be. Um, and obviously... Max also had the steering issue, which I believe was caused by a steering rod, uh, which was knocked on his pit stop. Um, so is that like, is that likely to happen again? Potentially. Um, but yeah, um, unbelievable from Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, like I say, the battles we saw between Max and Charles were, were really good to see. Obviously, uh, bit of a difference from the battles we saw last season between Max and Lewis. It seemed to be a little bit more mutual respect between Leclerc and Verstappen. Whether that changes as the season goes on, I think it will. 
But as you say, it's great to see Ferrari up there. They're uh, well, they are the you know most well-known brand within Formula One, the most well-known car brand in the world. So, you know, obviously they have probably the biggest fan base in Formula One as well. So, brilliant to see yeah, them doing absolutely. so well. And that's it. I think I think they got it's it's simply the case of how many points are they going to score yeah. in these in these races until ultimately Red Bull and more importantly Mercedes fix their issues and then start competing again well like yeah. like, like we said last week you know that without a doubt Ferrari's got the strongest pairing on the grid they're both going to be bringing in decent points week in mm. week out um and I don't know if you saw the interview after uh where Leclerc was getting interviewed and Verstappen come up and welcomed him like you would never see that with Hamilton um so like you say the respect is definitely there um like I say it'd be interesting to see how that goes throughout the season uh, whether whether that's I don't, I don't know if that's maybe because they're of of a similar age and maybe they because they've come up together kind of thing. Yeah, uh, they, they obviously they see Hamilton as someone on the way out. Um, I don't know. It's I, I think that plays a part to it. Maybe they're obviously mates off the track. It's 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 one of those ones, isn't it? But I I do think we're going to see incidents at some point because because that's just how Max drives and we're going to see it with whoever he's up against. You know, we've seen it in the past, obviously, with Esteban Ocon and, and other drivers. So it'll be an interesting one to see how that unfolds throughout the season. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Ferrari a little bit later when we preview the Grand Prix of the weekend in Saudi. But moving yeah. on to the other big winners from the weekend, I mean, what are we making of Haas and Alfa Romeo especially? Well, you've just got, like, it's unbelievable from Haas. Like, when have you ever seen him in the points? I mean, obviously going back what to 2018, maybe um, could be wrong there on the year, but unbelievable. Like, I bet you Gunther and uh, Kevin are just laughing that up. You know, um, yes, he went away for a little while. They used all of um, Mr. Mazepin's money to develop a good car, brought him back in, and now he's right up there in the points. You know what I mean? So. Uh, they're probably laughing like mad um but yeah unbelievable like it just shows what a driver is as well because i think so many people doubted him mm. um especially after leaving house but that just shows it was the car at the time wasn't it that's it i mean i was i, I was a little bit good that that mick didn't get a point but then so close though wouldn't it like it's, it's only going to get better he's only going to get more comfortable oh, yeah. with the car and are we going to see them scoring points regularly on a week-to-week basis i think so i think they're going to be up there they're definitely they've definitely moved on now from being the the bottom tier car to arguably now a midfield team absolutely for, yeah for, for this season but on the flip side of mick not getting the point we saw a rookie in his first race get a point that's that's and, you know yeah. that's just absolutely mad obviously um Zhao Guanzhou, Scoring a point for for Alfa Romeo, obviously Bottas had a had a brilliant race. He finished in sixth, as we said. Um, so yeah, good. good and that, that, that's another thing as well. I mean, it, you know, that's, that shows the abilities of Bottas. You know, he's in what again was a bottom tier car last season, and has been for a few seasons. And you know, he's right up there. So you know, again. Alpha's going to be up there this this season, without a doubt. Um, yeah, like I say, Gwan, that's that's brilliant. Sc- scoring a point on your first race, 
as a rookie. That's, you know, you got to be more than happy with that. Oh yeah, without without a shadow of a doubt, it'd be interesting to see how both teams obviously do this weekend. Yeah. Um. I mean, moving on, obviously, to the to, to the teams that disappointed. Obviously, we all were aware from from testing and the first few practice sessions that Mercedes weren't going to be as competitive. Obviously, they've got their porpoising issues. Uh, the car's not quite there yet, but you know they're, they're going to fix that sooner rather than later. Um, Red Bull, obviously, through more through sort of mechanical things. Um, had a poor weekend overall. Aston Martin, their cars finished quite low down for for probably what they would want. But obviously, I think the biggest losers were definitely McLaren. Yeah. Finishing 14th and 15th with, you know, arguably one of the the most talented pair on the grid is just a shocker for them. And it's it's strange because, you know, they've done, they've done so well last season to finish, you know, third. And the fact that they've, start of this season off so poorly shows that they've got a lot of catching up to do and I, you you can't imagine that they'd have fixed that much within a week so it's think, not going to be a quick fix without a doubt no they, they they're going to be down there again this weekend no doubt whether they finish a little bit higher up maybe one of them gets you know in in in, in the points is be an interesting one I think I think we're in for a mad race anyway something that we'll talk about in a minute but yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see, see how they can develop that car. Uh, I mean, I, I'm especially disappointed with Norris. I mean, you could excuse Ricardo; he had less less practice time with obviously being out with COVID. But Norris just, you know, he he started at the back and he stayed at the back. He didn't even he wasn't even fighting to get anywhere near the points. So, um, yeah, just disappointing. Yeah, like, like you say, I think it's going to be a number of weeks before they get a car in a position where it's going to be competitive again. Yeah, without a doubt, I don't think we're going to see the them or Mercedes have their car sorted until at least Australia. But hopefully they do get their car sorted because obviously we want them up there fighting. Um, but yeah, I mean, we spoke a little bit there about Red Bull and their their fuel pump issues, and obviously the. The gremlins that's affected Verstappen and Perez's car from Bahrain. Be interesting to see, obviously, if they have actually fixed all of those issues for the race this weekend, because we could ultimately end up seeing another, you know, Ferrari domination. Because I believe even with Verstappen up there, Ferrari still had the quicker car, and I don't think yeah. any, I don't think at any point throughout that race, Leclerc looked in any real danger. Well, do do you think as well, obviously? Yes, okay, they might fix the issue, but is that going to knock their confidence in terms of racing? Uh, obviously, they don't want it to happen again. And uh, what was it on the um, safety car when uh, they were telling Max to go slower? Um, and he was like, no, I need to go faster. That It's just not working. Um, whether that's directly related to the fuel pump issue? I mean, it could very well be because we're not used to seeing Red Bull have these kind of mechanical problems. Obviously, they're a very consistent team usually, and we don't normally see any kind of mistakes at pit stops or anything like that. Not that we did, but you know, it could very well knock confidence throughout the team. We saw Verstappen, who was a little bit critical of his own team after the race, uh, was disappointed that neither car finished. These things do happen ultimately in in, in Formula One, and 
obviously that's something that they'll have to deal with as a team, but it could be something to sort of ponder definitely. Um, I mean, on the flip side of that as well, they've got no points. So are they going to be trying too hard? Again, yeah, that's something we have to we have to take into consideration without a doubt. And I don't know. I don't know what to make of their car ahead of this weekend. I, I, I ultimately think it's going to be another Ferrari domination. Um, but again, you know, we saw last season with Jeddah, it's a, it's an unpredictable track and I think there's going to be a lot of incidents happen and who knows? I mean, we could see a, a very surprise winner, but, um, yeah, obviously we've, we, we've, we've spoken a little bit about Mercedes. Obviously they're, they've still got this porpoising issue, which they haven't been able to fix yet. We've seen it again in practice today. I don't, again, they're going to be in the top 10, but I don't believe they're going to be fine, obviously, for a win. Probably not even for a podium either. Probably looking at maybe a, a fifth, sixth finish or fourth and sixth finish again. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's all incident dependent as well, because obviously last season we saw two red flags. Mm. Um, but um, I read due, due, due to their driver safety concerns this this uh, well from last year, sorry. Um, that they have made some track adjustments, widened some corners and stuff. Um, so how much safer that will make it? Um, obviously, they were complaining there's a lot of blind corners there, mm-hmm. um, which aren't very safe. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of it will be down to how many incidents there actually is. Because um, on a circuit like that, it's kind of where you qualify is where you're going to stay, really. Um, like, yeah, it's, you know it's, what I mean. It's, yeah, it's like most street circuits that yeah, it, it, it's difficult to to get overtaken. Done. I mean, obviously we've got some very long and very fast straights at Jeddah, so they're probably the only places where cars are going to be able to overtake. But yeah, again, again, obviously, I mean, we 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 both play the game, and I can't imagine what it's like to actually drive. A physical car around that track because no. it's, it's 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 scary driving it on a game. <laughs> you know, it's it is a very and, very. And you think as well, track. like the amount of DRS zones there is. I think it's free. Um, so it's just one massive DRS train. It's just like yes, okay, the you know, like you say, there will be passes here and there, but especially if Ferrari say qualify on pole again, it's unless there's an incident, it's going to take some doing to overtake them. Well, yeah, and this is it. And there's going to be there's going to be drivers that are going to get frustrated uh, sitting behind cars for for so long. So like, we're going to see dive bombs. We're going to see cars go for moves that they probably shouldn't go for. And as we already said, you know, the corners there are very very tricky and very very fast as well. So we're going to see incidents. We're probably going to see red flags uh, at some point over the weekend. So yeah, obviously. I think there's. I think I've seen today as well. There's some. There's some concerning things off track as well. I believe. Yeah, uh, they were. They were hit with. Uh, well, not the track specifically, but there was a missile strike somewhere in Jeddah. Yeah. Um. So there was talk. Obviously, the FIA were monitoring it. Um. I'm assuming it's safe enough to go ahead with now. Obviously, but. Um. Yeah. It's. Uh, it definitely seems to times. Keep, keep an eye on. Yeah. Over the. Over, over the weekend, obviously. We, there's no, there's no sense letting a letting a race happen if there's, 
you know, shit flying off the wall, you know, everywhere else around them. So, yeah, that's definitely something that will be interesting to, to sort of monitor over the weekend. But speaking of the weekends, it's now time to preview the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this weekend, round two. And I'll let Drew go first in giving his prediction on, on who he thinks will win. Yeah, I mean, I say I absolutely love this track. Um, and like I say, just going off of Bahrain, it's got to be Ferrari. And I think it's going to be Leclerc again. I think he's going to be strong in qualifying. And uh, like I said, he's going to stay there unless there's any incidents. Um, if he can keep it clean and keep out of people's work, well, people stay out of his way, then, um, yeah, I think he's going to bring bring home another win, to be honest. What about yourself? I've, I'm not going to name someone because I don't know who it will be. But I think we'll, I think we're going to see a surprise winner, someone who shouldn't necessarily be 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 there. Whether that's Hamilton or, or Russell or uh, you know one of the drivers from one of the other teams, but I think we're going to see incidents. I think we're going to see fights towards the top end of the field. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I can just I feel like there's going to be something happen, whether that's you know um, Max and Charles coming together, or 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 Carlos and Charles coming together, or safety cars strategies. I don't know. There's just something in there that I think could pave the way for for someone to pull off a little bit of a shock. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not gonna chuck a name in there because I, I, at this point I have no idea, but. I definitely feel like Verstappen's going to be on that next level of aggression because he wants the points. So, like you say, anything can happen in that respect. He's either going to thrive off of it or it's going to cause a massive incident. And he's not only going to put himself out of the race, but he might put whoever, you know, like you say, he's going to be battling Ferrari mostly. So whether he takes them with him or not. I mean, again, yeah, it depends what happens in, in qualifying, we might get a scenario where where Max and Lewis and are not that far apart. You know, obviously, could we see a, a little bit of um, you know reversal from what happened, obviously, in last season's race yeah. at Cheddar? You know, it, I don't know. I just think the track is 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 that much on the edge that we could see some very big incidents. And obviously, we don't we don't want crashes. We don't want anything like that to happen. But for me, it's it's just a track that is, is is that quick and ultimately that narrow that I think we're just gonna. We're, it's a dangerous go. track. It's a dangerous track, you know. So it, it, it is, and obviously things they did they had to make changes to, it, and I think they're still gonna need to make further changes to it in future to to take that risk factor down a little bit more. But one thing they don't want is two red flags again. Like it, I just yeah. it just can't happen. No, because obviously the the most almost the most dangerous part of, of a Grand Prix is the start. Yeah, you know, obviously you've got all the cars, you know, bunched up together. You've got drivers going for overtakes and whatnot, and you know what the drivers are like. They're not. They're never going to back out, back off. They're not going to back down from a fight. You know, they're going to go for gaps when they can, because at the end of the day, they're drivers, and it, obviously it's a, it's, it's a sign of weakness if you don't go for for certain gaps and if you don't fight other drivers you know when we know what they're like we've seen what they're like in qualifying over the past few seasons where 
they're doing every little thing just to try and get that little bit of advantage over another driver. You know, so we could even see incidents in in qualifying as well. I don't know. I just think we're we're in for a very intriguing Grand Prix once again. But I mean, looking elsewhere around the field, it'll be in, like I say we mentioned it before to see whether Haas are up there again. I think they will be. I don't think I don't think you can argue against them. At least one of their cars, probably Magnussen, finishing in the top ten again. You know, they're not gonna. I've got much slower from from Bahrain, and yeah. you would imagine their car will be just as good around Jeddah. So, yeah, I think we can see K Mag definitely up there again. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely interested to see where where what how he does. Um, but again, looking at the teams that performed poorly last week, um, I want to see what Aston Martin can do um, mm. because I, I I don't know if anything's changed now, but I read that. Seb was still um, returning positive COVID tests. I don't know whether Hulkenberg will be in. For, yeah, I believe I've, yeah. I believe it was confirmed today. Yeah, that okay, Hulkenberg yeah. will be back again. Yeah, so obviously, you know, his result back in Bahrain, he hasn't driven however long. So, you know, you can't really expect too much. Hmm. Um, but then even Stroll, he, was, he finished in 12th. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it would be, be nice to see them score some points, um, see if McLaren can turn it around. Like we said, with the, the car issues, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I mean, yeah. the, 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 there's just so many variables, so many unknowns, again, going into the race. Yeah. Has, so, has one team, you know, made any progress in fixing their problems? Has any team, you know, maybe encountered new problems? Yeah. What I do like, though, is that we, we are g- going to see difference in winners I think we're going to see different teams up there each week and obviously oh yeah track dependent on how the the car performs you know there will be that fluctuation in teams and that's what's what's ultimately going to make it so much more exciting and especially this season because you can see by the by the pictures of almost every car is is, is so different in how they look so definitely we're going to see certain cars perform much, much better at certain tracks than other teams. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, it's what F1 should be, really. Like, mm. there's, you know, there's no... I know you've got the better cars at the top, Ferrari, Red Bull, your Mercedes, but I say after Bahrain, Haas and Alfa Romeo, that just shows that anything can happen. And it's the, it's the driver. They're all absolutely phenomenally talented drivers um and with the new regs the cars are obviously able to race that much closer yeah 100 percent. so in summary i think we're in for a very interesting race once again this weekend drew's gone for another charles leclerc masterclass i think we're going to see someone a little bit different i haven't put a name on there yet but i think it will be I think you need to put a name on it. Because uh, <laughs> right right now you're 1-0 up, so... Uh, yeah. I feel like you need to put a name on it. No, I, I keep flip-flopping. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go for Carlos Sainz. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to see an incident somewhere along the line with Charles, and I think Carlos is going gonna, is gonna to get the win this weekend. That's, that's, where, that's where I'm putting my money. Okay. Um, but that does 
conclude our preview and our review of both Grand Prix so far. Now we're on to some questions that we've been asked, and I'm going to let Drew lead the way on this one. So, Ryan, uh, first question we've got is thoughts on Guy Ritchie's interview on the grid. Um, Jack asked us this question, and he reckons that he didn't have a clue where he was. So <laughs> what do you think about that? I didn't see this at the time, because because um, before the race started, obviously I was out in France, but when I when I found the little clip um, on on Twitter, it was it was actually quite amusing. Obviously, he predicted McLaren would win, so he was made to look an absolute fool. But it's an interesting one because we've seen this or something similar with celebrities over the years. You know, the ones who you know are on the are on the pit lane before the race and sort of hovering around over the weekend. Obviously, some were there for commercial reasons some are there for you know because they're genuinely fans of the sport yeah. and some some are there just because they happen to be in the same city or country at the time and you know just going for a bit of PR you know who knows but we've seen it on a, on a few occasions now where you get celebrities who are either just downright rude or have no idea what they're talking about give one word answers you know obviously we saw last season with that um, I can't remember who it was, but there was someone who was very rude to Martin Brundle. I think he was trying to speak to a woman, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I remember this, but I can't remember who it was. No, it, 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 my mind's gone blank on that one, but I believe one of their security guards or one of their entourage basically um, sort of fired back at, at, at Martin and basically sort of told him, you know, to, to F off, basically. and That's it, yeah. Yeah, obviously Martin wasn't very happy. And you got to show Martin Brundle the respect that he deserves. And ultimately, if you're going to be on the pit lane at such a, a prestigious event, you know, at least know what you're there for. At least give the media a little bit of time and respect. And Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. They, they should know that people are going to want to talk to him. And, exactly. You know. Then they're showing faith, and like I say, they could be there for promotional reasons. So it's all the more reason to be talking to people. Well, that's that's it. Yeah, they're they're on they're on air to you know, you know hundreds of millions of people around the world. So you'd think you know they'd want to get a little bit more exposure. But I don't know. It's it, it, it's a weird one that one. But yeah, just you know, just answering Jack's question, it didn't look like he had an idea where he was. No, great great director though. Yeah, <laughs> and like I say, he obviously didn't have a clue because uh, McLaren were right at the bottom. So, so yeah, so uh, moving on, um, another question from Ben. If you could change one part of the track at Jeddah to make better racing, what would you change? Oh, mm, well, I, I, you've got, I think, I, I think the first turn's all right, first couple of corners. Then we start to go on into almost a bit of an S bend, yeah. And for me, that's the bit. That's the bit I would change because I think it's I think it's too dangerous. I think the, the corners are too fast. And although we want to see that kind of free flowing speed around corners, you 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 you, you need to make them much much wider for what yeah. they are. It's very fast and blind at that section, isn't it? Yeah, we we saw we saw with last season's race how many how many cars had a little bit of a spin there and had uh, you know had little touches with other cars. So 
for me, that's that's the part of the track that I would change. You know, I, yeah. I do I do like the track overall, but ultimately, I think the whole track needs to just be widened a little bit more, just to just to accommodate cars properly on there. Yeah, I mean, for me, if that were, I would I would actually change the the first and second turn, the chicane, um, purely just because of how many incidents that could amount there. I'd have it a bit more like the first and second turn at Spain. Just okay, so it's yeah. a bit more flowing, a bit faster. Um, I know it takes the difficulty out of it, but it's safer. And uh, yeah, I just think it, it would make better racing. People are going to get closer. You know, we saw, um, well, Lewis run Max off on that first corner. It's just so tight. Right? Mm. You want to, obviously, they're going to be racing, they're going to be wheel to wheel, but, you know, it, it's just so incident prone. And uh, I just think it's a real dangerous court, uh, d- dangerous start. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, I'm not sure who we've got this question from. Uh, do we think the fuel pump issues could haunt other teams this weekend? I mean, it's an, it's an impossible question to answer, really. And so, just you don't know how they you don't know how how they're. Uh, no, that's it. You don't know how you don't know what integrate into their cars. That that's it. You don't know if 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 certain teams have the same or similar parts on their cars. You know, it's 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 it's, a, it's an unknown. But you know, it, it obviously whether it's this weekend or in future races throughout the season, you know, it's, it's definitely something that could affect other teams. And I think we're going to see other teams have a lot more issues with their cars than maybe that we've seen in previous seasons just because of the 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 the, the amount of stuff that's going into a, a formula one car now and you know how technical everything is yeah i do i, I do think we, we, we will see more more issues with um with, with, with cars this season obviously we're going into you know almost a new era for for formula one and formula one cars especially and the way you know the fact that they've changed so much, you know, it's going to be a a learning process for for the mechanics and the drivers especially. So, yeah, something we could definitely see. Yeah, yeah, and like like you say, because it is kind of the new era, um, you know, the, eventually problems will creep up, and then you know people will expect them. But you just the cars effectively are unpredictable at the moment. You don't know how they're going to perform. Different tracks are going to create different demands for each of the cars. Um, That's it. I mean, so, obviously, there's going to be, you know, if we see any any crashes as well, obviously, that takes a lot to then fix, not just a lot of time and effort, but obviously money as well. We have you know, we haven't sort of spoken yet too much about, obviously, the, the, the spend caps that teams now have to abide by, obviously, meaning that it's almost now on a, on a, on a level playing field between the teams. Um, almost a bit similar to, to football in terms of financial fair play. Yeah. So it'll be, again, interesting to see how these teams spend their money and how wise they are with it. Obviously, this is why we, you know, we see team principals, you know, stress that much to their drivers about avoiding crashes, avoiding, you know, incidents and little nicks with, with other cars for, for well, that reason, I think. But like you say as well, you you don't want to have a scenario like Monaco last year where Leclerc crashed out and then they couldn't get his car ready for the race 
Um, And who knows, is it going to be, is it going to take longer to fix cars after an incident this time? Is it going to take less time? You just don't know how they're, you know, how they're put together now. So are we going to see quicker turnaround times? Are we going to see slower turnaround times? Is a a disastrous incident in qualifying going to lead to no race? This is it. This is it. But this is why it's also so exciting because there's, again, there's just so many unknowns and ultimately it's just going to bring more drama into it, you know, and that's, that's, that's a good thing, I suppose, for the sport and for its popularity. I don't think sport has ever been more popular than what it is now. Yeah. Throughout, for, you know, especially over the last fifteen to twenty years, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like the, I said earlier, F one is where it needs to be at the moment. I think this is what everybody wanted from F one. Yeah, for so many years. Yeah, and it's what they'll get. I think it's going to be the best season by far. I think so too. But that does conclude episode two for this week. Obviously, we've had a little bit of a an interesting debate on both Grand Prix and we've answered some of our questions from our listeners. So, you know, thanks, thank you to Drew, for obviously, for, for for that as well. But, yeah, I mean, we'll be back next week for an, another edition. We may have a guest or two on next week. Yeah, got some exciting guests lined up. Um, yeah. Should be good. And like I say, I just want to say thank you for the feedback we've had. Um, it's been quite popular so far, Ryan. So, um, yeah, it's definitely- good going forward. We had a we had a tremendous amount of downloads from last week's episode. Uh, obviously, you know we, we we massively appreciate that. At the end of the day, we, we you know we're not um, social media stars with you know hundreds of thousands of followers <laughs> and whatnot. So you know it's, it's it's down to it's down to you guys, you know girls, anyone who's listening. That ultimately is the reason why why we're here chatting rubbish every week, but. Yeah, like I say, we'll, um, we've, we've got a good little guest list sort of lined up now. And obviously from week to week, we'll, we'll hopefully have different people on with different opinions and different conversations. So it's exciting stuff. Yep. But yeah, this has been Ryan. It has been Drew. And we'll see you next week for episode three.